Rachel Miller, and welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic, and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about self-awareness math. So the first thing that I want to do is tune into my thoughts at this very moment. What am I feeling? So I personally am feeling accomplished because I'm finally sitting down um, to my bookend of the day. I bookend my day. So I start my morning off with a recovery meeting for sobriety, and I end my day with this recovery podcast. So I feel accomplished that... um, that I'm checking this off my list of to-dos for the day, and I feel loved because I had some friends come and take me out to lunch today, Uh, take us all out to lunch, but I'm going to say it was for me, (laughs) Um, and I feel, um, I feel a little down and I think I'll probably talk to that a little bit later on. Um, and I am hopeful because I'm looking forward to going to Home Depot tomorrow because I have a project and I'm going to be picking up some supplies for my project. So um, that's, I think that's about it for now. I, my head hurts. Uh, I feel like that's a given, but I probably should have said that first. It's pretty sad that that's a given. My head hurts. Um, So anyway, uh, the reason why I wanted to start out with that is because there's something that I used to do when I would get to work every morning. So I used to work live in Charlestown, West Virginia, and I worked in Herndon, Virginia. So I would have about an hour and a half drive each way. And during that time that I was driving in, I just my it was that hamster that was running on the wheel in my head that was happening on the way into work. So I would just be thinking about so many things, um, mostly unhealthy thinking, um, you know, things that I'm worried about, things I'm stressed about, things that I shoulda, woulda, coulda done and all that stuff. So when I would arrive to work, I would go into my office and I would sit down with a journal and I would write and I would write everything that I was thinking of on the way into work, everything that was bothering me, stressing me out, all my shoulda, woulda, couldas. And once I felt like I emptied all of that out of my brain, I would shut the journal and start my day. And the reason why I was doing that is because I felt like all of those feelings that I was getting spun up on on the way into work would cause, would define my mood for the day. And so it was just kind of a, an idea I had that, um, I wanted to start each day on neutral ground. Like I wanted to start off 
not being influenced by the stories that I was telling in my head, but instead build my story for the day by who I interacted with at work, what projects I was working on and stuff. So it was important to me to uh, free up that space so that I had room for work and helpful thinking and positive talk and to be present for others, to be present for my staff, be present for my peers and be present for my boss so that I'm not preoccupied thinking about other things. And it turned out to be a really good exercise. It was kind of brilliant, if I don't say so myself. It really worked for me. And I did that to uh, the extent of the time that once I thought of that idea, I did it every day when I when I rode into work. Um, and then COVID hit and I don't have that <laughs> anymore. So I stopped journaling like that um, because I didn't have that time to get all spun up where I was like trapped inside this car uh, with my brain. So um, so I wanted to talk about self-awareness and this, uh, it's almost like a math equation. The way that I think about it is um thinking about how am I feeling, why am I feeling this way, and what behavior is it causing? So I wrote all that stuff down in the journal because I didn't want it to cause a behavior, an undesired behavior at work. So I would write it all down. Um, So I really feel that our relationships like our self-awareness and our relationship with ourselves uh, impacts our relationship with others. How much we are aware of our feelings and why we feel that way and why why we are behaving the way that we are um, by getting to know ourselves a little more we're able to, I think, salvage some relationships that could go awry very quickly if we are the type of person that just reacts, reacts, reacts. And I've talked a lot about in my episodes about the pause and the God box. And um, and actually, my boss taught me that as well. He said that uh, it's important sometimes to not respond for a lot of different ways, uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, And one is to process what what you want to say to make sure that what you're saying isn't a reaction, but it's a thoughtful response instead of a reaction. And then uh, there are some other reasons we talked about uh, why not to respond. But sometimes, um, you know, it has to do with uh, allowing others to figure some things out on their own without always being there to answer, you know, tell everybody what to do or whatever, you know, like um, allowing people to think through a problem on their own without giving them 
the answer. So that's a different topic. But um, so so the first part of the equation is recognizing how I'm feeling. And I think that alone is a superpower to even be able to identify how you're feeling is difficult. You know, I certainly haven't mastered it yet. And I'm trying to add to this equation. So just simply being able to say, you know, I'm scared, I'm happy, I'm resentful, I'm pissed, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's hard to identify what the feeling is. It's hard to give it a name. I actually have a piece of paper with all the different feelings like names of feelings that there are because it's really interesting sometimes to pick up the piece be feeling a certain way that's uncomfortable and pick up the piece of paper and try to give it a name um I not only enjoy it but I think it's helpful in like analyzing the whole the whole equation you know so to be able to give it a name that is the the first part of the equation how am I feeling and then the next part of the equation is why am I feeling the way that I do so for example if I'm feeling hopeless um, well right now I would say uh I'm feeling hopeless because I got a call from my neurologist today that said they have to reschedule my appointment that I've been waiting for for a month. So I feel a little hopeless, and that is why. And so being able to, now that I've given the feeling a name, hopeless, um, being able to define why I feel that way is important also. It gives validation to your feeling. Um, And then another example is I feel loved. Like I said earlier, I feel loved because I got to go to lunch with my friends. So, uh, okay, so how am I feeling? Why am I feeling that way? And then the third part of the equation the uh, if you are into math, I used to be a math major, so <laughs> um, the to the right side of the equation after the equal sign is what behavior are my feelings prompting? So how am I feeling plus why am I feeling this way equals what behavior is going to be prompted? So Here's a whole equation. Um, I'm feeling hopeless because my neurologist called and had to reschedule my appointment after I had waited a month already. And that's causing me to isolate myself from other people and sleep. So then the next example is I feel loved because I went out to lunch with some friends and that causes me to reach out to my family and friends and loved ones to share the love, I guess. So how 
plus why equals what? How am I feeling plus why am I feeling that way equals what reaction that causes? So depending on what reaction is the sum of the equation, I may challenge my relationships with others. So um, in, in recovery, we call it our uh, defects of character. So if I were to react to, um, you know, my brother, for example, if my brother says something to me that upsets me, um, if I were to react to him and like yell at him, which I'd never do to my brother, you don't yell at my brother. (laughs) Anyway, I'm joking. Um, then that me yelling at him is a character defect. Uh, That's what we call it in sobriety. So my character defects can elicit the defects of others. So if I were to um, say, here's the equation, I'm angry because my brother said something mean to me And that caused me to yell at him. So what's going to happen after I yell at him? Well, I guarantee you, if I yell at my brother, he's going to yell back (laughs) at me. Um, So that is, you know, as you can imagine, unhealthy for relationships. So I was thinking about what emotions stand in the way between uh, me and other people like what stand in the stands in the what feelings stand in the way of my relationships what causes me to upset a relationship and so some of the words that I thought of were Uh, When I'm fearful, I may um, have a behavior that is not helpful to a relationship. When I'm prideful, when I'm angry, dishonest, jealous, judgmental, and selfish. So see, these are some of the feelings that I jotted down that I feel like are unhealthy. So yesterday I talked about um, unhelpful thoughts. So these are unhealthy feelings. So um, just causing poor reactions from me personally. So um, if I'm following through on those feelings and what uh, behaviors those cause, um, when I'm fearful... I get really quiet. So that's my uh, reaction to being fearful. I get quiet. When I'm prideful, and this is, I don't mean proud. I mean when I'm prideful, when I think that I'm better than somebody else, I get uh, very short with the other person and I'm not very nice. Um, Other people may call that, I'm a bitch. (laughs) Um, when I'm angry, my reaction is to be aggressive. 
when I'm dishonest with other people, I get nervous and anxious. When I'm jealous, which I haven't felt jealous in a really long time, thankfully, I do not like feeling jealous. But when I am jealous, I'm very sensitive, which means if somebody were to say something, it that's where my emotions <clears throat> may get a little complex, you know, that's and I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, when we feel one way, but we think we feel another way, you know, like, if I'm jealous, I'm going to be really sensitive so that if my boyfriend were to say something to me, I may snap and be and think that I'm angry, you know. Um, but what I actually am is jealous. And so that jealousy is causing this ripple effect. Um, when I'm judgmental, I am unwilling to listen to other people's opinions. That happens a lot. <laughs> um, and when I'm selfish, I am neglectful of other people, my loved ones. So this is why I'm thinking about all of this. What happens when we can't solve for why? Meaning when we can't solve the right half of the equation. So again, it's how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And what reaction does it is is it causing? Well, what happens if I can't figure out how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that way? I just know that I'm reacting a certain way. I'm just reacting in a way that I'm either being hurtful to other people or I'm being hurtful to myself. And that's what's going on right now. Um, so here's an example. Um, when I was an active alcoholic, I, I was for years and I had no idea. I had no idea that all of the feelings that I was feeling and the reasons I was feeling them, I had no clue. It was because I was an alcoholic, um, but it was disguised by something else, very much like the jealousy is disguised as anger. So all I was seeing or all anybody else was seeing was my behavior. So currently, I'm struggling with understanding my feelings again. And I think this is a recovery thing. Um, I don't know what I'm feeling half the time. I don't know if I'm scared. I don't know if I'm confused. I don't know if I'm angry. I don't know if I'm nervous. And I don't know if any of these feelings are realistic. I don't know if other people who are in similar situation as me feel the same way. And thankfully, I was able to go to a stroke 
a survivor support group a couple weeks ago, and I was able to see that a lot of the feelings that I was that I am feeling, um, I was able to see other individuals expressing the same feelings. And, um, and that was comforting to me. But that support group meets once a month. So for 29 days out of the month, I'm wondering what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, and if it's normal to feel the way that I do. I've learned so far just in life that whatever I'm feeling is normal. If I'm feeling it, it's normal. I'm not unique, and I've talked about that. But not being able to identify what it is that I'm feeling and how to do anything about it is is making me feel a little lost. So I almost feel like I'm on the outside looking in. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, um, all I see on the outside is depression. I only see the behavior. And um, I don't know how to address what's on the inside. And um, and that's why I'm doing this. It, I'm trying to talk through it. Um, I, I know that I'm... So here's an equation. I'm scared because I don't know what's going on inside my brain and what the future holds for me. And what reaction that is causing is a whole lot of things, but mostly depression, I think. So I'm trying to work the equation backwards. This is what I've decided. What behavior do I want to have? So I wrote down a few things. These are a few behaviors that I want to have in recovery. I want to be courageous. I want to get up every morning and take on the day because it's just another day and I only get one chance here and I want to make the most of it. So I want to be courageous. I want to be honest and communicate my feelings because if I keep it in, it's going to go down in that dark place and we don't want it to go down there because things bad things happen when feelings get put in there. I want to be committed to my recovery. I want to do my homework that my vision therapist uh, tells me to do. I want to eat right. I want to exercise. And I want to find joy. Because without joy, um, I'm going to get unhealthy. It's going to impact my mental health. And then it's going to impact my physical health. I want to be responsible. So I want to, um, I want to take the suggestions that are given to me. So um, one of the big 
things in my sobriety fellowship is that we are given quote unquote suggestions. And although they're called suggestions, the first time I decided to stop drinking, I didn't take the suggestions. I just picked and choose, chose the things that um, I wanted to do, that I felt like doing. And, um, and then the other things I'm like, eh, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go see a, an addiction therapist. Eh, I don't need to go to any meetings. I, and I ended up drinking again. So the second time around, um, I took all suggestions. So the word suggestions was no longer uh, defined for me the way that you would normally define it. Um, At this point in my life, suggestions are requirements for me. They're rules for me to live by. And so... um, in my recovery for my stroke, anything that my doctors tell me, any suggestions they give me, these are rules for living. Um, it's I'm not picking and choosing what I want to do. I'm doing everything that they tell me to do. Um, so I'm, I'm being responsible. Uh, Another behavior that I want to have in this recovery is the willingness to try new things. So I want to be willing. I want to be willing to have people suggest to me like my sister did. Have you thought about baking? Maybe that's something that wouldn't hurt your head. My reaction was, no, I can't bake because I have to read directions. That's not being willing. That's not willingness. And so I have to um, practice saying yes instead of saying no. Um, Think about when somebody asks you to do something, what is the first word that comes to mind? Do you first think of saying no or do you think of saying yes? Before anything comes out of your mouth, what does your brain think? Does it think no or does it think yes? And for so long in my life, my brain always thought no. And so I have uh, been trying to um, make yes be the reaction that I have in my brain. I want to be a yes person. And, uh, and so clearly, I still have to practice that. But um, yeah, so being willing. And then I also, the behavior I want to have is I, I want to be hopeful. I want to be able to imagine that I'm going to recover 100%. And um, I'm not doing that right now. I'm not being hopeful. I see that. And that's part of this journey. And that's why I want you here. That's why I want people that I can talk to because um it's going to take practice for me to get some of these negative that you know that negative self-talk out and get the positive self-talk in so um in order to encourage these behaviors that I want to have 
I'm going to be setting up an environment around me, people, places, and things around me that feed feelings that drive these behaviors. So I'm taking the equation and I'm flipping it over because I'm having a hard time um, analyzing my feelings. The only thing I'm able to see right now is my behavior. So I'm flipping the equation over and I'm going to identify what are the behaviors I want to have and what environment can I put myself in that will uh, be conducive to those behaviors? What feelings that will drive um, feelings that I can encourage in order to drive those behaviors? So uh, there we go. I think that's a positive way of of thinking this through. And, um, and so I'm going to leave you with that. And thank you for listening. If you haven't yet clicked follow, please do. And I will talk to you tomorrow.